It's important to know. Dark Days of Dorothy Gale is solely a reimagining of the novel The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, and not the 1939 film or any other iteration of the story. Dark Days of Dorothy Gale Aftermath For Episodes 20 and 20.4. Chapters 27, The Road to the West Part 2, 28, A Murder of Crows, 29, The Path to the Gray Desert, and 30, The Gray Desert. (sighs) Another long week down. But I think this is the last of the super long weeks for a little while. As you may or may not know, or may or may not care for that matter, I happen to be a janitor at an elementary school. And my lunch break during the school year is two hours long every day. That's time enough to record, edit, and publish most chapters. That's even enough time that if I didn't want to record, edit, and publish all in one go, I could record multiple days' worth of chapters at a time. I could record everything on a Monday, edit everything on a Tuesday, and be good to go for a while. Sometimes I even get enough episodes done ahead of time that I can just schedule the episodes and sit back and relax a little. The summertime, however... My lunch break is only an hour, and most days, I elect to work through it in favor of leaving early. These last couple of five-episode weeks have proven to be a bit more difficult than I had anticipated. But you know what? It's worth it. Because you're worth it. I value my six or seven regular listeners, because you, for some reason or other, have found a value with this here story. And I appreciate that. I really do. I'm not being sarcastic. I appreciate everyone that listens. Also, a side note, it might just be all in my head. I'm not entirely sure. But the last couple of episodes, I changed up my recording setup just a little bit. And I think those last couple of episodes might sound just a little bit different. And in the last episode, chapter 30, I'm not entirely sure what happened. But man... My speech pattern and speaking cadence is a little bit different there. Not entirely sure why. So let's get on with the show now, shall we? This week, put Ildayed and Reginald behind us. We move forward now and get back to the main story. Chapter 27, The West Part 2, brings us face to face once again with the Tin Woodman. Dorothy and Mister reach the Gray Desert, a line in which the color ends and the greys begin. They try to cross the line, only to find themselves part of some kind of cruel magic trick. The colors return, and the desert disappears into the distance. It's here that they discover the dismantled woodman, strung up and hanging from a tree, the ground littered with the bodies of a dead pack of wolves. Of course, Dorothy goes to inspect the tin woodman, and of course, he's not dead! 
But you already knew that, didn't you? You hopefully listened to the epilogue at the beginning of the book, and know that he has to survive somehow, right? This interaction between him and Dorothy has some of my favorite dialogue. Dorothy has grown a lot since she first landed in Oz. She flat out threatens to return to him with a bucket of water, and even calls him a trash can. That's my personal favorite line right there. You effing trash can. He tells Dorothy that she might as well give up and seek safety, because Krista is no doubt aware of her, and no doubt ready to kill her. Mister points out the lion is nowhere to be seen, and the woodman informs them of their encounter with the wolves. The lion, being the coward that he is, ran away. Not that it really matters, though, as he was later seen being carried off by some winged monkeys. We're getting back into bomb territory here, and next week we'll return to his world and have a little bit of compare and contrast to catch up on. This is the first time we hear of the lion being cowardly. We saw him earlier on when he joined the Woodman, as maybe not being the most courageous. But it's here that he's actually called a coward. The idea of the Woodman being strung up in the middle of nowhere was actually inspired by a road trip I made once with a former co-worker. Shout out to you, Floyd, who may or may not have ever read the book, and probably doesn't listen to the show. We were out exploring the more rural parts of Nebraska, documenting ghost towns, some pictures of which you can find at OrdinarySun.com. That's S-U-N. You can also find a collection of Dark Days artwork there as well. Anyway, we were out exploring, and if memory serves correct, we saw a greasy, oily, metal something or other stuck on a fence post. We didn't stop to take a picture of it, but my friend mentioned that it would be a pretty cool idea for my book. The woodman stuck on a post in the middle of nowhere. And so, I put it in there. The bats that fly out of Mr.'s mouth when Dorothy saves him back in Episode 4, Chapter 2, Scarecrow Part 1, was also Floyd's idea, back before I actually started putting words to paper. Or digital paper, I suppose, or to word processor, maybe. In fact, if it wasn't for him telling me to just write the damn book then, probably in an attempt to shut me up so he could get back to work, I might never have actually sat down and really started writing. Of course, he'll probably never know that if he doesn't listen to the show, which he probably doesn't, because I'm bad at expressing myself and my emotions when face-to-face. I suppose that therapist I've never seen would probably call that being emotionally distanced or something. Whatever. But thanks, Floyd. I appreciate the nudge in the right direction. Moving on to Chapter 28, A Murder of Crows, we get a scarecrow like we've never seen before. He has a pretty big, incredible Hulk, the secret is always be angry moment here. A massive murder of crows attacks. Mister gives Dorothy his new coat to cover up with and destroys every crow that crosses his path. This is very uncharacteristic and especially violent for Mister. It's so out of character for him that Dorothy is emotionally and physically distraught by his actions. She questions why he didn't save Marvin and Mabel back in the village, or stop Reginald for that matter. 
He tells her it's not what she thinks. He is bound by a certain rule of logic. He can only take on birds. Crows, to be exact. I love the idea that he has a legitimate superpower, and it's a pretty awesome superpower at that. But at the same time, it's a very niche power. It's a good thing they weren't attacked by vultures or eagles or condors or ducks. I'm not foreshadowing anything here, but wouldn't it be funny if the munchkins could actually commit acts of violence, but just didn't know it because they were always told they couldn't? That would be such a boss movie, wouldn't it? Not necessarily munchkins, but in general with non-Oz-related characters. Imagine the perfect society. Violence just doesn't exist because everyone's been told that it doesn't exist. They just go about their business and... One day, someone accidentally kills someone else, and in the process, they gain a bloodlust that turns them into a serial killer. All the while, the police don't know how to catch the killer because they never knew it was possible. They don't even have guns or weapons outside of items that could be weaponized. Oh, man, I desperately want this movie. It could be called... I don't know, something high concept and almost artsy, like uh, Waking Violence or Utopia Burning. If this concept has already been turned into a movie, even if it's a garbage movie, and you're aware of it, please, please let me know. You can tell me about it on Twitter, where the handle is at DarkDorothyG, or you can even email me at DarkDaysOfDorothyGale at Outlook.com. Anyway, Dorothy accepts the logic and moves on. Just like you and me. Chapter 29, The Path to the Grey Desert, takes us beyond the crows and through the land. Mister's childlike qualities are on full display here. He loves himself some I spy. Dorothy, however, hates it. I'm not going to lie. I do, of course, love my children. And they are truly the light of my life, and I would do anything for them. But every time they ask me to play I Spy, I get really, really close to singing that line from that Gin Blossom song, Anywhere you go, I'll follow you down, follow you down, but not that far. Also, I promise I will never sing to you again. That was entirely unnecessary and out of line, and I apologize. Anyway, we get some great dialogue between Dorothy and Mister here. I must have been in a political mood when I wrote this. Dorothy tells him of wars and the silliness of American politics. He really only wants to know one thing, though, and that is, what is a Jesus? Dorothy, in turn, explains Jesus to him. And even though she isn't particularly religious, and we'll get into that in later chapters, she does take offense to Mister's unwillingness to be moved or impressed by her stories of him. I just want to point out real quick, I'm not trying to push any kind of religious beliefs on anyone here. I'm not trying to throw shade on anyone's personal beliefs either. You do you, I'll do me. Or something to that effect. There will be a little bit more sacrilege later on in the book, and I've grown since then, and have since had a few changes of views, 
but I will address those when the time comes. Chapter 30, The Grey Desert, is yet again one of those Silent Hill-inspired stories. It's also inspired largely by the acclaimed classic Shadow Man. The grotesque creatures, the Black Tower. The Shadow Man inspiration is pretty heavy in darker days as well. We meet the gruesome denizens of the Grey Desert here, each of them missing at least one part of themselves. Everyone in the desert is just incomplete. These creatures are mostly harmless, if not a little bit vile. I'm not usually one for the overtly gross-out horror, though there are some exceptions. Mostly dead alive, from Peter Jackson's pre-Lord of the Rings days. Dorothy being sprayed in the face with a viscous water is one of the grosser things in this book. Grosser? More gross. Hmm. Whatever. It's icky. Not necessarily violent, not particularly gory, but it's definitely disgusting. Chapter 30 is also significant for other reasons. There have been grisly and gory moments in this book so far. There's even been a small amount of sexual content, mostly looking back at the beginning of the book. There were references to Lothor's necrophiliac and rapist past. The seamstress was told that her husband was a pedophile and a rapist himself. Dorothy found pornography in her room in the Green Palace and even took advantage of it. None of those instances, though, were described in graphic detail. Here, however, Dorothy is raped by whatever creatures are lurking beneath the surface of the sludge that surrounds the tower. As far as sexual violence goes, this chapter is the most extreme in Dark Days of Dorothy Gale. I don't want to spoil anything, but fair warning, Darker Days of Dorothy Gale deals with sexual assault and the trauma that comes with it on a much more personal and graphic level, though I'm not 100% set on turning that one into a podcast. It took me to some dark places and actually took a little bit of an emotional toll on me. I'm not sure I'm up for recording it. This chapter and experience are in no way meant to be thought of as something added for shock value, or by any means meant to trivialize this kind of horrific violence. I tried to be as tactful as possible, and hopefully I succeeded. If you're still here, I appreciate it. And if you're planning on coming back next week, I appreciate that as well. Next week brings us a little bit of a return to normal with the standard three episodes. One Dark Days, One Wizard of Oz, and the usual aftermath. It will be Chapter 31 of Dark Days of Dorothy Gale, Krista, and Chapter 12 of The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, The Search for the Wicked Witch. And of course, as I already mentioned... The usual Aftermath episode will accompany those chapters as well. On a little bit of a lighter note, we hit a fun milestone this week. We have officially surpassed the halfway point of this podcast. Episode 62, or what you might know as 20.3, chapter 29, The Path to the Grey Desert, marks the center of this podcast. There are 62 episodes left. 
If all goes as planned, and if my calendar reading and scheduling skills are good, or at least decent, the final Dark Days chapter will drop October 19th, 2021. The final Wizard of Oz chapter will be October 20th. The final Aftermath, October 21st. And a special bonus episode to wrap it all up on October 22nd. But, you know, that's still quite a ways away. And it's probably best I don't get too far ahead of myself. I have a super special halfway point recap coming up. So be on the lookout for that. It's literally a quick recap of every Dark Days chapter up to this point. It's still going to be a pretty cool trip down memory lane, so you're going to want to come back for that. If you're listening to this on Friday, June 18th, 2021, or Saturday the 19th, the recap may or may not be available just yet. It will be there for sure by Sunday, June 20th, though. And if you're listening from the future, or I guess your present, and some other future person's past, then I guess it doesn't really matter when the episode dropped. But I hope you enjoy it no less. Thanks for listening. I love you all.